Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I realise that Christmas is next week and now, frankly, I'm, I'm a bit disturbed, Connor. Because yeah, I, it's still I, March as far as I'm concerned. That That is genuinely the thought process I had. I think it was yesterday when someone was like, oh, Christmas is next Friday. And I was like, is it? Is it? <laughs> we should tell someone, surely. I, I have my Halloween costume ready. Is that not next week? Is that not the big thing we're all gearing up to? <laughs> is it not the summer solstice? What, what, what's happening next week? <laughs> Is it not Electric Picnic Weekend? <laughs> um, so, Sean, this is Weird News Wednesdays. What do we do here? You've spent the week gathering, if I'm correct, Connor, you've gathered all of the weirdest news stories from around the world? This week I've only selected sub, just to mix it up. Okay, classic you. Throw things yeah. out right as I'm doing the intro. <laughs> uh, but you, I have not heard any of these stories, so we're just going to have a little bit of a riff on how mental people are. Mm. Um, and... Usually we end up in Florida through some way, shape or form, and hopefully that happens this week. Exactly. So before we get into the first story, I will say, whatever you're listening to this, and uh, whatever device you're listening to this episode on, it would really help us out if you just dropped a like or maybe a five-star review, something, just something small like that, just because whatever it does to the algorithm really helps us out. It sends us up, shows us in front of people who maybe haven't heard of the show, that kind of stuff. now, Connor, I have downloaded the episode and burned it onto a CDR that okay. I use in my Walkman. How can I help? <laughs> Next time you walk downtown, someone yeah. sees you, give them okay. a big thumbs up and say, fair play to you. Okay. God, that's a small thing to... I'll do that. I'll do that now. In your Walkman, with your big headphones. Oh, just, I like to... I like music on the go, and that's the best yeah. solution I've found, Connor. It, it, it is. You clip it onto your little belt, and you're ready to go for the day. Oh, I've got a special custom pouch for it on my belt. <laughs> oh, I, I, I didn't expect any less. Come on now, <laughs> shot. So, we're going to start this week in Ireland, actually. Well, what? kind of in Ireland, because ah. <laughs> I have... Man is jailed after taking jet ski across Irish Sea to see girlfriend. Oh, is this as a clever way of breaking uh, a no-travel rule? <laughs> that is correct, yes. Yeah. So this was um, last week. Dale McLaughlin bought a jet ski last Thursday, Sean. So this, Dale, sorry, this in went, itself would be news in Ireland. <laughs> Dale bought a jet ski. <laughs> this is actually in London. 
He lives oh, in London right. at the start. So in London, he buys the jet ski. In Ireland, that would be the talk of the village for weeks. Absolutely. Did you hear Jail has a jet ski? Jay-Z has terrible notions about himself. Oh, um, absolute so, notions is Dale. And on Monday, the 28-year-old Scotsman was sentenced to four weeks in jail. What happened Fuck. in between? <laughs> right, so he bought a jet ski in famously landlocked London and yeah. then got jet arrested. <laughs> he tried to escape, but he was on tarmac, so... <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Foiled again! <laughs> so the day after purchasing the watercraft, Mr. McLaughlin set off at 8am for what he thought would be a 40-minute trip from the southwestern coast of Scotland to his girlfriend's home on the Isle of Man. Right, okay. Is, is this one of those things that, if you put in the shortest distance on Google Maps... Like, instead of waiting for the ferry or anything like that, it's technically faster to go by jet ski. <laughs> it's, it's as the crow flies. It's really just, he's like, I could have got a plane, but fuck it. Get me the jet ski, here we go. If only there was somewhere to ski across water, like a jet. <laughs> um, the Isle of Man, by the way, if anyone doesn't know, is a little, tiny little island between Ireland and England. Um, I don't know what the population of the Isle of Man is, but it, it isn't that many. Um, at least four. It's at least four, but max ten. Um, but he, his girlfriend lived there. She's one of the four. And he's like, I gotta get across to her. Real love. But there's a lockdown. How do I get around it? Um, he later told the authorities that he had never ridden a jet ski before and that bad weather on the Irish Sea caused the trip to stretch to four and a half hours. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> So, if you can get this through, like, if you can get through the thought process of this, he sets off, and I'm, ass- I'm assuming, like, he- he's setting off and he's full of love. He's like, this is going to be a fucking romantic gesture. I'm going to set off on a jet ski. <laughs> I'm going to get such a ride after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, I'm going to get on the jet ski, and he's all about romance, Sean, come on. And sorry, he's like, sorry. Right, yeah, and he's of setting romance. off, he's full of dreams and hopes. About, I would say, an hour in to a 40-minute trip, and the sea is very rough in in between Ireland and England, as it normally is in December, and then it's lashing rain, you're on a jet ski that, notoriously, no roof for the jet ski, you're just no. there, he set, he set off already in his underwear, in preparation, he's a very cold boy. It's very cold, why, why did he choose the crotchless ones? <laughs> No, he went in the Borat outfit. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, so, but sorry, after, after like an hour and a half of being on a jet ski in the middle of the fucking sea. Yeah. Sure, like, I suppose you can't really turn back at that point, can you? No, no, because I think once you lose sight of England, you're kind of fucked. <laughs> And did he tell anyone he was doing this? Did anyone know that he was going? That would ruin the surprise. Come on, Sean. They'd try and talk him out of it. (laughs) Loved ones and friends. What do they know? So, like, what I don't get, okay? Four and a half hours. And then, did, did he just happen across the Coast Guard? Or did someone report him as being out there? Well, Mr. McLaughlin finally reached his girlfriend that night. Oh. After wa- after landing, he got there, eventually, and he walked 15 miles from the Isle of Man's coast to her home in its capital of Douglas. So he walked, he, he got off a four and a half hour trip on, like, December Irish Sea, which I really cannot stress this enough. This man, he better have had a coat. Because pneumonia is coming for him. But I would say double pneumonia, Connor. Double pneumonia. <laughs> um, but he he lands off a four and a half hour trip. You know, we've all had it. You come home after a long holiday. You don't want to be travelling another fifteen miles to your hotel or to wherever you're staying. Yeah, you he's get the taxi walk. from the airport, like. No, he's walking the fifteen miles to her house. Thing is, I like I I went on a jet ski once. Now, I immediately fucking hopped myself on it. But that's beside yeah. the point. Hopped but, himself means, by the way, that he injured himself. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and so, 
one thing that struck me is that when I get off, got off of it, and I was only on it mm. for maybe half an hour, 45 minutes, my legs were in bits because I was so tense, like sitting yeah, you're, on the Yeah, because you're like ski. squatted. You're, like, uh, yeah. you're squatting on it. It's all about like the centre of gravity and where that is on the machine. But mm. if he did that consistently in rough seas for four and a half hours... <laughs> He gets off, has to do a slight stretch, and then has to walk 15 miles. I imagine he got... Okay, picture this. He lands on the rocky coastline. Why the fuck did I not ring ahead? She could have driven down and collected me. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) It's the Isle of Man. Like, you're... I'm fairly sure there's no COVID cases there. (laughs) The couple spent the weekend enjoying the city's nightlife, Sean. And fu- I can only assume, though, he was not walking. She was wheeling him around in a wheelchair. Uh, yeah, and he still had his hands clutched in, like, the, the handlebar position. <laughs> and he was white as a ghost. And he's just staring straight ahead, not blinking. She's making the sounds of the engine with his mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> The, the reunion was cut short when he was arrested and later charged with one count of violating the Isle of Man's restrictions. On Monday, he received a four-week jail sentence. Um, then the police said this individual was aware of the law and showed a flagrant disregard when they chose to break it, mixing in the community and potentially putting lives at a risk, said Howard Quayle, which I think is a great minister of the Isle of Man name. It's also a great disguise name for someone who's actually a bird. <laughs> I'm Howard Quayle. And now, the, the thing is... Like, and I don't mean to, you know, perpetuate stereotypes about the Isle of Man being so small that everyone knows everyone's business. But surely, if a man rocked up on a jet ski and went to someone in the town, that shit would get around. Yeah, I think a man turning up on a jet ski alone is talk of the whole island. I think the population, by the way, is 85,000. So that's that's the population of of the whole island. So I think they're probably spread out. (laughs) There would be, but also, like, four and a half hours. Yeah. And then a 15-mile walk, and they got a weekend together. They, they say that Mr. McLaughlin, who many, who many, um, er, who has been separated from his loved one during the pandemic, he was having trouble coping with the distance. And so he finally lost it one day and just bought a jet ski. How much is a jet ski? Um. Oh God, four hundred, a, a thousand? No, more than four hundred. But probably over I a would, grand. I would probably pay like this. The, I'm gonna get chilled by some fucking jet ski dealer at some point in my life. But yeah. I would pay maybe up to eight thousand for a jet ski. I, uh, <laughs> that's a very specific number. I know more than that. A guy rubbing his hands together like fucking hell. <laughs> Unreal. Let's see. Okay, here's a very Irish thing. Let's see how much a jet ski costs on Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get one on Amazon? Probably. Oh, Jeff uh, Bezos has so many jet skis, I'd say. He has a fleet of jet skis. Yeah, yeah. Jet ski, Amazon. Uh, there's a lot of toys, I'll be honest. Oh, They're all I toy no jet interest. skis. I want uh, to vroom vroom across the ocean, Sean. I'm not here for toys. Uh, okay, well then, someone is selling a used jet ski for €3,000. Fucking hell! <laughs> so, someone is someone has put up an ad saying, Wanted, jet ski, price, 1,200, three, sorry, 12,345 euro. What? Okay, that's a little... Actually, a grand, you would be doing well. Yeah, no, there's a lovely Yamaha 2018 in, in Donegal for sale for €8,500, Connor. Has, has your name on it, I can only has, assume. Has my name right on it there. Your your second name, Sean Yamaha. It's right here. <laughs> Sean Yamaha, me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call you. Um, so, yeah, he was having trouble being apart from his girlfriend. Now, you would think that to do this, like, this is dramatic. How long do you think they've been together? I didn't think about this, but now that you say it, mm. if they were together, like, a couple of years, they probably would have locked down together, if that was at all possible. Yeah. But yes. Now that you've asked that question, I feel like they're probably together maybe a year. 
They're together since October. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm still sorry. In, he was still in the lovey-dovey stage, Sean. I can only assume. October. <laughs> if I mean, you're together with someone, so that's like less than two months you're together. And then you're like, fuck it, let's break the law. <laughs> I'm going to buy a jet ski. Yeah, they probably saw each other for about four weekends, I would say. Yeah, he uh, he had a job as a roofer on the island, and that's where they met. Which I can only assume he probably was there for maybe a few days, and then he went home. And so they've been texting since. I mean, that is four and a half hours on a jet ski. <laughs> Although at the start, he did think it was going to be 40 minutes, to be fair. It, look, the argument of it being 45 minutes, it kind of makes it better, but also it makes it worse in in terms of, like, he would have broken the, like, it's not as impressive as four and a half hours on a jet ski. If he knew also, he was in for that, then it's, yeah. it's impressive and commitment, but he just mm. ended up at that. Yeah, and I bet he had a bit of resentment when he arrived. Like, it doesn't matter how much he's like, oh my god, I'm so happy to see you. He's kind of like, yeah, but like, you have to make me at least two cups of tea, for fuck's sake, <laughs> surely. Oh, he's double cupping it. <laughs> double cupping. Um, also, this story ends with, as for why it took Mr. McLaughlin more than four hours to cross the short distance, they asked a man called Alan Sterling, who's the owner of a boat dealership in Linwood in Scotland, and he said the trip should have taken less than an hour. And his quote is the last quote in the whole article, and it's just shithousery. Just to, like, shit on this guy who's already gone to jail. Because <laughs> he says, you can see the Isle of Man from the peninsula where he set off, Mr. Sterling said. To cover that distance is not a great feat. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Absolutely roasted him. <laughs> I think he's just, like, mad that he didn't buy a boat. <laughs> yeah, or, like, I'm sure your man would have dropped him over, is the thing. You could have like, probably thrown him over. It. Yeah. You could go over on, like, a pedalo, probably. (laughs) But, remember, December weather, Irish Sea, he would have been frozen. Frozen solid. That's true, but maybe he should have been. (laughs) Um, We're going to move on from that story of true love, because I think that's true love. I think she cannot break up with him at this stage. I just, I think... I think after the prison term is over, there's maybe mm. one more meet-up and then they break up. Oh, that's it. Yeah, and that's sadly what's going to happen, yeah. Um, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is something we kind of get every so often, every probably six months or so. But I have 12-year-old boy and 7-year-old girl take parents' Range Rover on 100-mile multi-state gyroid. Interesting. I'm always amazed by how they don't just crash it immediately. Yeah, because I'm thinking back to me at 12, and I would immediately crash. Like, Yeah, like backing out of the driveway, I'd somehow run over myself, is what would happen. <laughs> yeah, you'd be in the driving seat reversing, and then two seconds later, you're under the back wheel. <laughs> I like, oh no! <laughs> I just slipped. But maybe it's because, like, in America, I suppose, like, most cars are automatic. So Yeah, you- so you don't have to press the clutch in as well. Yeah, oh, like the, a child is not finding the biting point of the clutch. I, I see. I, in Ireland, you never get these stories because everything's not. Everything is manual, really. Yeah, and also roads in America are a lot straighter. I would say this is true. So, police said a twelve-year-old boy and his seven-year-old cousin jumped into the boy's parents' Range Rover and embarked on a more than 100-mile drive across state lines. Officials said the two allegedly did it because of a social media challenge, which I don't... I've, I mean, obviously, he's 12. He's going to join in close. with the challenges. Yeah, <laughs> and he's liking all those posts for good luck for the next seven years. Um, Actually, I, uh, I didn't uh, like one of those at the end of 2019. I think this might be my fault. Are you actually... You... Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, are I you waiting until now to tell me? I was it's shy. The last, I, <laughs> I didn't like one of them in 2014, and now I'm still having bad luck. Next year, it expires, thankfully. 
So I'm That's... back on the I'm back in the good books. Back on a winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> the twelve-year-old was behind the wheel for five hours after they left his home in Queens. You could get to the Isle of Man in that time. He, driving through New York and New Jersey, making it to the Delaware border. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, at one point, and I think this is the bit that makes it, state troopers caught up with them, but the children sped away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, the, the guards, the, the policemen pull up beside them, and it just he just looks to his left, cigar in his, hand, in his mouth, and he just gives them the fucking middle finger, and it just speeds Says, up. Says oink oink and drives away. <laughs> Fuck ye, fuzz! <laughs> but then they, they they knew, like the kids definitely knew, like oh, if they catch us, we're in trouble. But I also I want to give the kids credit here and say they also probably had enough sense to be like, if we run from the police, we're actually in more trouble. But it's a better story. Yeah, that that is. Uh, so they, now they're thinking of their autobiographies, really. They're thinking of the TikToks, you know? Yeah, oh, it's a social media challenge after all. So the, te- the 12-year-old whose name was not released also tried That's to buy cookies using his dad's credit card. Cookies? <laughs> you mm. just say, weird name, to- his name was not released. I, I did say that. <laughs> Wasn't that funny, everyone? <laughs> That's a classic. <laughs> Press like on your Walkmans now, please. <laughs> No, that's fast forward. No, press it back again. <laughs> no, sh- no. <laughs> oh, you took all the ribbon out of the cassette. <laughs> oh, you ejected it. Oh, no. Um, so you bought... Co- so they stopped to buy cookies. <laughs> he, they, well, I mean, he had to stop to buy cookies at some stage. He was going to get hungry after a five-hour drive. That's true. That's true. And he's a growing boy, you know? He's a growing boy. Mr. Not Released. He's a, he's a grown boy, you know what I mean? Please, please, please. Mr. Not Released was his father's name. <laughs> Call me not. <laughs> um, so, they they bought they stopped to buy cookies, which I enjoy the fact that, like, a 12-year-old is like, fuck, we need food. What do we get? Well, obviously we may get cookies, because there's nothing else in the world that I want. Yeah, it's like every scene in a movie where, like, a kid is either left home alone or they get a load of money it's the first thing they do is buy a load of trash junk food yeah cookie dough cookie dough is a classic one and then Mm. what they do they eat it all they feel really sick and they realise that maybe maybe sweets aren't everything maybe family's important too And then they go, no, fuck that. More cookie dough. <laughs> then then that high wears off and then they get hungry again. That's it. And then Joe Pesci rocks up. Joe and Pesci now, rocks up and he, and he wants to assault that young child. He wants to literally murder a child in that movie. <laughs> no one addresses that. But he's completely willing to do that. <laughs> I always go back. Sean, this is not movie Mondays, but I always go back to the line in Home Alone when they finally get the serial murderer kid and up to the attic, and he jumps out the window, and Marv runs up, and the, he's like, he zip lines out the window, and he cuts the wire, and Marv just looks around, he's like, he's got out the window, and then Marv just like, maybe he committed suicide, and he's just so happy that this young he's fucking free killer this has, <laughs> he can leave the home, now he's free to go home. It, it, it's it's not a film that will get made now, is it? <laughs> no. Um, the girl said, who was on the trip, now she's only seven, said the trip was fun, but that she had wished she could have driven a little bit also. Oh, so he was, he was hogging the wheel, is what he was doing. Yeah, she's like, give me a go. No, fucking stop. We're on the fucking interstate. It's We're on dangerous. the highway. Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's dangerous. And he's like, cookies in one hand, big soda in the other. It's fucking dangerous, Susan. Fucking stop. Is it, would it have been... Is it, like, is there anything to be said that at least he had the good sense not to let the seven-year-old take the wheel? Yeah, and like at that point, he's like, I need to be responsible here. And I cannot let you take the wheel because after that, I mean, that's just, that's ridiculous on my I, end. I I have responsibility for you in this situation. <laughs> I have to look after you in this situation that I've put you in and definitely will not help you get out of. So that's why 
It's my car. <laughs> it's mine. No. And so they drive uh, for five hours over 100 miles. I mean, surely the, the excitement of it all would wear off at some stage. Yeah, because driving is boring as fuck after a while. Like, you're just going. They're not even going anywhere. They're just driving. And they said um, the boy said he did it because of a social media challenge that maybe we've missed that tells people to drive until they run out of gas. Presumably those people can drive, though. I think mostly the, yeah, it's TikTokers who are above, I don't know, 17. Yeah, so, but like, what a shit challenge as well. (laughs) What's the point? (laughs) What's the point of that? You just run out of petrol. Like, that's it. Ah, and you're in the middle of the fucking desert. Yes, we fucking did it. Nothing but clout from here on out. And I averaged 30 likes a photo. There we go. <laughs> 30 likes a photo. No money for gas. I think we've nailed it. Now to walk I'm the 10 miles die. to the nearest town. <laughs> so, well, but that's just... How is that entertaining? How is every, Like, every video, surely, would just be... And now I'm out of gas. And this is where I am. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to have to move on from these two kids who are just driving around for five hours. I mean, I think at 12, I don't know if I would be able to do that. So that's why these stories are always just, like, weirdly, I don't know, impressive to me. Because I'm like, fucking hell, to have that attention span. I, yeah, I would have done it for an hour, and then I would just be like, what's next? What other video game can I play? Yeah, like, and... So, so at some point in your head it turns into like Grand Theft Auto and then mm. you start taking yeah. other people's cars oh no I thought you were going to say then you were go- then you start taking other people's lives oh oh no Connor don't <laughs> kill people um, we're going to move on to our next piece of news and this is something that's a follow up from one of our favourite stories of last week's weird news now Sean we covered we, we've covered a lot of these stories over the last few weeks that is Mysterious monoliths, mysterious sculptures appearing and disappearing around Europe and America. Is that or is that not correct? That's true. So we've had a couple of big metal ones. We've had one that was a big cock and balls. Yeah. And now I can only assume the next one, Connor, is just a big Toblerone. Well, no, because we're back for round two of the big cock and ball. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to, didn't mean to respond like that. <laughs> um, phallic structure mysteriously pops up in Bavarian mountains. Wait, is it the same one? We think. Interesting. So the story last week was that there was going to be a, there was a large phallic structure that we decided was basically just a cock and balls because it couldn't have been anything else, and it was on top of a mountain that had been bought as a prank for um, a teenager in the town, and then somebody had wheeled it up the mountain and put it on the top there. And it was over seven feet tall, or sorry, nearly seven feet tall. And it had gone up 5,000 feet, or nearly 6,000 feet, into the mountain. So, that's very high for such a heavy and tall structure. But then, mysteriously, it disappeared. And there was nothing but tre- There was nothing just but little bits of uh, wood left over. So nobody knew what was going on with the big piece of wood, if you catch my drift. I so Driftwood. <laughs> Driftwood. So, Sean, this week I have... It appeared again. Oh yeah, it's back. Yeah, and I'm, I, I'll am i be honest, Connor. I, while you were talking there, I looked up a photo of the newest edition of Cock and Ball in the Bavarian Mountain. Yeah. And it's the same spot, but it's a bigger Cock and Balls this time. <laughs> so just days after a large phallic structure um, mysteriously disappeared from a Bavarian mountain site... A similar wooden carving has appeared in its place. <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't that the dumbest prank of all time? That's a shit sentence as well. That's the first time that sentence has ever been said. 
Days after a phallic structure mysteriously disappeared from the mountains, a similar phallic structure has appeared in its exact same place. And if I, if I may, Connor, can I describe the sculpture to our listeners? Oh, please. Please, right. I mean, this this could get X-rated, so I want everyone to be aware. This is very N- NSFW. Um, yeah. Do not plug the aux into your Walkman at this point. Everyone take your Walkmans out and put them in the church. <laughs> to be cleansed. To <laughs> be cleansed after this. So, as compared to the previous uh, cock and balls, which was carved from one giant piece of wood and yeah. had quite a bit of girth to it, I would say, <laughs> the... <laughs> The new cock and balls. So dumb. It's a lot more slender, but I will say yeah. has an extra few, uh, look, feet, but in terms of <laughs> scale, you could say inches. Now. You wouldn't, though. You could, but you'd normally say feet. <laughs> you, you normally would, but in this particular case, I would say you could so say So it's really inches. just a matter of, like, your, I don't know, your preference. When it, it comes is. to it. Look, what, whatever whatever uh, system you like to measure things by. Metric system. It's got a few millimetres, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh. <laughs> um, the saga began, as we mentioned, several years ago, when an almost seven-foot-tall sculpture appeared on the 5,000-foot-high uh, Grunten Mountain in South Germany or southern Germany. It quickly became a selfie magnet for hikers, and even featured on Google Maps, where it was described as a cultural monument. Would they have blurred it out, do you think? I think you could only only put put a big blurred image on that and say, that's definitely not suitable. Can't look at this, you perverts. No. Um, The sculpture toppled over several weeks ago, only to be shown erected again. <laughs> what they did is they got a small piece of wood and then just rubbed it for a bit. <laughs> and they started a small fire. And then they walked another few yards and they went, let's fucking make this statue. Let's fucking do this, boys. <laughs> <laughs> now we have a bit of hate. Right, let's go. <laughs> bit of hate. <laughs> um, last weekend, it vanished entirely. The whole sculpture vanished with only a pile of sawdust left behind. But now, even as a large poli- as a local police probe the disappearance, the tale took a further twist last week with the discovery that a new, slightly larger carving of male genitalia had appeared at the exact same site, propped up with wooden beams. Oh, they're not letting that fall over again. <laughs> it's locked in. You're never moving it. <laughs> Try and take this one from us, Mother Nature. <laughs> Just shaking a fist at a cloud. Try and take this cock and balls. It's one of our own. Now, do you have the photo there in front of you, Connor? Uh, I don't. But do you, do you want me to get it up? Now, what I'm struggling to 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 clear in my head is whether the the. The stones, if you will, are actually... Mm. I think they're actual stones in on this right. new sculpture. Like, they're boulders. Which begs a further question of how the fuck did they get the boulders there? Oh, that's a good point. That is definitely a good point. Oh, I, I do have the picture up now, yes. Now, do you see what I mean about the inches thing, first of all? I Oh, I, oh absolutely. I, I It couldn't be clearer. It could not be clearer exactly what you were saying there. And I agree with every word. The first one is a sleek cock of balls. A simple setup, simple design. Second classic one, look. It, it's a classic look. Second one, wooden beams are added in to keep it up. I don't know if I enjoy that. I think it ruins the design. What do you think? I think it would be a bit more, if you will, magnificent uh, <laughs> without the beams holding it up. Now, I, look, I appreciate the reason that the beams are there. This is a very top-heavy structure. Those beams are like Viagra. They're keeping that baby up. Is this symbolism? Is this what we're working with here? Are they blue? Are those beams blue? I think they they might be blue. Yeah. I mean, this this story is mental. When you really just break it down. I mean, we're having lots of fun. Oh, we're having a great stuff. time, folks. Like this is this is our favorite story. Like it's so stupid, right? But 
Why it works is just the sole fact that somebody got rid of the first one and then took the time out of their life to spend the last week thinking to themselves, no, we need a big cock and balls at the top of that mountain and I won't hear anything else. So they've spent their time designing one, secretly somehow getting it up the 6,000 feet into the mountains and then plopping it down and getting away without being seen by anybody. What this could this could all go in in some great directions, Connor. Like, mm. what if say we get like I don't know some kind of big event and and everyone's stranded out in the wilderness and they're all just fumbling through the trees, through the snow. It's freezing cold, and then yeah. one night, a small group of survivors sees a figure in the distance, <laughs> a marker, if you will, and they move towards it. And yeah. they find everything they need for survival. Big, big and stones. And then nine, mon- nine months later, men and women are all pregnant. And, and a new society has built around. And a new society. Mm, yeah, interesting. And also, this is this is not as poetic, but if you look at it in the right way, it kind of looks like one of the bananas in pyjamas. <laughs> Walking down the stairs? <laughs> the the very same, Connor. Yes. Oh, man. I just, do you think when they designed the second one, the guy, whoever fit designed it the second time, they're, they're working against the clock as well, so they're really quickly trying to get that cock done. And so they finally finish this, take a step back, and they go, Dad, that looks like the fucking bananas in pyjamas. Oh, we've done For it again. For fuck's sake. Oh, every time. Put it back in the pile. We'll do it again. <laughs> what they've done here as well, though, is that they've created a work of art that can't be classically graffitied. Because what, what's the first thing any, 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 any male would do to, to any beautiful thing that someone creates? <laughs> the first thing you do is, I mean, you look at it, admire yeah. it. And then think, wouldn't it be a laugh if I drew a cock on it? Absolutely. Now, and what you've mm. done there, you've played right into this person's hands. <laughs> you're, half, you're halfway through it and then you're like, oh shit, they've played me! <laughs> I'm the cock and balls. <laughs> um, yeah, this story is fucking so weird. And just, I cannot wait to see what happens next. Somebody's going to steal this one. And then they're going to have to re-get get another one erected up. Like, and then, do, do you go bigger every time? At some stage you have to ask yourself, is that healthy? At some stage you have to look at yourself and say, is it even feasible? Is That's this true. reasonable? And the thing is, if that statue stays up more than four hours, they need to call a doctor. I, I would definitely call a doctor. I mean, I know those poles are Viagra, but even then... I would call a doctor just to check up. Look, and this is just a a shout out to all the male listeners out there. If there are four wooden poles holding up (laughs) your bits, please go to a doctor. (laughs) We cannot stress this enough. We don't often get serious. There's, you go up there next week and there'll be a doctor holding the balls and you're like, cough? Is that for me there? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he comes up here once a week I don't know what he's doing He's, he's practising He's practising He's just practising He's just having a bit of a practice uh, Yeah this story is real dumb um, And you know what else is real dumb Sean Don't do it uh, Leading do on this. from cock stories Is Heroes for Hire merch Yep, yep he did it <laughs> Always lead off the worst story possible. Well, you know what else has been erected in the past few months, Sean? Oh? And that is something that's got me excited. Oh? And that is the Heroes for Hire merch store. How excited? Yeah, I mean, reasonably. Like, to a normal level. Do we sell Heroes for Hire boxer shorts by any chance? Um, we don't, unfortunately. They, okay. they did not allow us to do that. We I'll do sell pyjamas. We do sell pyjamas. Um, <laughs> you could buy a hoodie, cut it out into an underwear... Wear it like that. Settle tape it in together. So, somehow fashion one out of a face mask, perhaps. Oh! <laughs> You're back to Borat. <laughs> it always comes back to Borat. It always comes back to him. He's so... He's just on the on the tipping point of culture at the minute. 
That's, that, that, that is where we peaked as a society. You don't hear too many my wives anymore. <laughs> no, me and my brother give each other one Borat quote per year. Uh, <laughs> and after that, if if it's two, somebody's getting beaten up. <laughs> it's that no, but we have to tell each other is the thing. And it's like, oh, I just use my second one. Oh, I'm a failure. <laughs> You're out with a family. <laughs> and I think I I ruined mine this year on a very nice. Oh, you don't want to use a very nice. I I think my wife would be the go-to. That's a classic one. It's the finding the mm. situation is the thing. I, I normally construct situations such as this merch plug that has gone so well. <laughs> your your new thing is random merch plugs. Mine is derailing the merch plug. <laughs> the, the link is down below if you want to get anything to do with that. Um, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is, it is a bit of festive season, Sean, because, I mean, it's coming up to Christmas time or the holidays week, or whatever apparently. you want to call it. Next week, and St. Nick and the Elves are very, very busy at the minute. They're they're doing a lot of stuff. But one thing they're also doing is, in Riverside, in America, is that they're also stopping crime. Because undercover officers dressed like Santa and the Elf tackle suspected thieves in Riverside. This sounds like a setup to some kind of film from the 90s. I think this is the plot of Lethal Weapon 2. I think this is the plot of Lethal Weapon 2, you're right. Mm. Yeah. An undercover Santa and an elf took down suspected thieves in a wild video on Friday. The video shows Santa Claus tackling a suspect while an elf holds another man at gunpoint. Oh my god. Um, Detective Paul Miranda was one of the several Riverside police officers working undercover Thursday at a Target in Canyon Springs Shopping Centre. We worked inside the store, identified the shoplifters, and when they split the scene, Santa was there to take them into the custody and not give them any presents. Oh, oh, I feel they could have worded that better. Mm, There was a pun there. But he could have said something, they're on the naughty list. Oh, that's, you, said, oh, surely we, you would go naughty list in that situation. Or even like, oh, we gave them, the only thing they got was a big bag of coal. Something like that. Yeah, but look, the, the, these these journalists aren't paid enough to be, to be super <laughs> clever about this. <laughs> Santa is a detective and his trusty sidekick elf is an officer. Both jumped into action when Miranda spotted a car being stolen from the parking lot as two other men ran from the scene. The elf sprinted from where they were standing and just took <laughs> off and eventually cornered one very per- perplexed suspect. <laughs> Imagine that noise coming at you. Because like, the running would be like... But then there's jingling no, bells... Yeah, the little bells on the feet as well. He's sprinting. You're like trying to get away from the crime. And there's just a noise that you've never heard before. Just And, and like Christmas elf jingling bells have a very specific sound to them that you know exactly what it is when you hear it. And like when you're trying to get away, you're like, oh my God, it's the police. They're after me. They're after me. When he turns and he looks and there's just an elf in front of him. Just like a fully grown man in an elf costume, he must be taken with a revolver. What the, fuck, <laughs> what the fuck drugs have I taken? Did I take too many? Did I take too few? <laughs> Maybe it was too few. It's all I always think of too few. When I looked over my shoulder, I saw Santa running by, running by me, going after the second subject. Said Miranda. <laughs> Just look, they're a team. Santa relies on his elves. Uh, the elves rely on their peace. <laughs> Santa threw up like a fist and started making like those army signals. Just like mo- quietly moving through. The- <laughs> um, the, when I, when the driver got away, but the detectives say they know who he is. He's on the fucking list. Which list, Connor? I can only assume the naughty list, Sean. Fucking got him. Nice one. (laughs) (laughs) As for the two other suspectees, they were apologetic and Santa is currently deciding whether they stay on the naughty list, Miranda said. But wait. But but they've switched now. Is is it actually Santa? (laughs) No. So Santa is not Miranda. Miranda was the elf. Paul, detective Paul Miranda was the elf. No, I get that. And there was that. another detective dressed as Santa. What are you taking? But but now they're just talking about it like the detective dressed as Santa has the powers of Santa 
in determining oh, yeah, well, if someone's Santa. a Bernard. Oh, he Santa, is Santa. Well, he has, he has a few days off. Like, oh, he's still not... He's technically not on the clock until the 24th. That's true, I suppose. And then he just likes to spend his time picking up petty criminals. <laughs> they're, they're, like, in the station, like, we need to find someone to dress as Santa. We can't get anyone. They all dropped <laughs> out last the door minute. Down. <laughs> <laughs> the door. You rag. <laughs> This is this is a nice festive crime stopping. Um, I do feel surely there's a rule that you can't arrest someone dressed as Santa, though. That's going to fuck I mean, with some kids in the future. <laughs> yeah, the kids in the mall, and they're just like happily skipping along. They're like Santa's coming, Santa's coming, and they just look to the left, and Santa's kicking the shit out of some fucking criminal. <laughs> and then they all starts cheering, just like yeah, go Santa. And, oh, Santa, stop, stop, please. He's already dead. <laughs> Santa, please. So, and, and and so the driver got away. Um, much like in the classic Jingle Bells, Batman spells, the Joker, Joker got away. Yeah, and I mean, he was a bit of a, like, he's a bit of a character as well. He was a, a man for the comedy. Yes, he was. He, oh, was he a stand-up comedian on the side? Has he... It, no, he was aspiring. He wanted to be, but at the same time, he needed a bit of money, bit of car thievery. Look, we've all been. There. I mean, what? No, yeah. no, we haven't. No, no, we haven't. No, you been haven't. There. Put your Walkman back in a religious centre. <laughs> you have that. <laughs> That's what you have, Sean. <laughs> um, so I just thought that was a festive one for the season that did it, Sean. Just because Santa and the elves are not working until the twenty-fourth, they're not not working though. They're still on the beat. Oh, yeah, there's a whole crack team, like, of L. You've seen the Santa Claus, I'm sure, uh, where there's a whole team of elf spies, apparently. Oh, this is not mentioned, but Tim Allen, I think, kicked the shit out of that uh, criminal. That's not said in the article, but it's not not said. And then, by the laws of Tim Allen, Tim Allen then became that criminal. (laughs) He became the criminal. (laughs) And he just gets in the car and drives away. (laughs) Like, it's not a rule about Santa in those movies. It's whoever Tim Allen kills, he becomes. And and then he crashes the car and he becomes a Transformer. Oh, my God. He just... Oh, he tries to find the ultimate being to kill to become that ultimate being. (laughs) He's working his way up through... You know, he's trying to get through to the top of the natural selection line. Like, uh, give me uh, the Santa Claus versus the Predator. I, I think that Santa Claus had it. If, if he has the elves on his side... If, if Santa has all team, his resources, he yeah, wins against the Predator. Predator. Um, Predator does have those dogs, though. They might eat the shit out of those elves. Santa has reindeer. Reindeer can be feral. <sighs> oh, that's true. Yeah, re- I'd say Rudolph is a fucking nightmare if you get him into a ring. Oh, Rudolph would go through, yeah. He'd go through. He'd sooner than look at you, he'd go through. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to a Kung Fu Chinese tradition, Sean. Now, China, obviously, not many Kung Fu masters there. They're fighting to preserve uh, traditions that are still going on. But one tradition in particular caught my eye because the headline says, Chinese Iron Crotch Kung Fu Masters Fight to Preserve a Painful Looking Tradition. Oh, do we need to go back to the story about the big cock and balls here? <laughs> I think one of them got hit so hard his his cock ended up on a mountain in Germany. Lot of, lot of horn talk this episode, Connor, isn't there? Yeah, <laughs> Wang Lui Tai. Sorry, is ordinary sorry. <laughs> Wang, his name is Wang. Good, excellent. I, I'm, I'm making no further comments, Sean. <laughs> That's okay. I just wanted to know his name. A lot of horn talk. Wang Lu Tai <laughs> is no ordinary Kung Fu master. The 65-year-old from a village in central China practices a unique and excruci- excruciating-looking strand of martial arts coined Iron Crotch Kung Fu. What? In what situation is this terribly useful? Because I think I've seen the video you're talking about. With, with the big log of wood? Yeah, the big log of wood. <laughs> And he just stands there and allows it to swing full force into an area on his body. It's like there's an invisible horse between his legs. And then in that space, just a block of wood comes 
crashing through. <laughs> its most famous technique involves a steel plated cap a steel plate capped log. Two metres, 6.5 feet in length, and weighing 40 kg or 88 pounds, that swings through the air and smashes into the man's crotch. Jesus Christ. Why? Yes. What possible altercation could <laughs> could that situation be useful? I mean, first of all, what, yeah, what situation is that? And also, how do you get good at that? How do you become a master? Yeah, because surely it hurts. Like, I'm sure a lot of it is about just, like, not focusing on the pain. But surely you would focus on the pain a little bit. (laughs) Oh, this is going to hurt. When you practice Iron Crotch Kung Fu, as long as you push yourself, you will feel great, said Wang, head of the Martial Arts Academy. Wang, who has been practicing the technique for around half a century and has two children, (laughs) insists that with the correct methods and sufficient practice, it does not hurt and has no effect on fertility. I'd I'd wager it probably doesn't help things. I think he would have a I'd thousand children by now. I'd wager he'd have ten now. kids. <laughs> now, the thi- okay, first of all, Connor, I think I thought of a new Patreon tier for us. Right. So, if, if someone donates 50 cent a month, I will kick you in the balls. <laughs> 50 whole cent? <laughs> oh my God. And then, second of all, were the children conceived before or after practicing the what what's it called crot iron crotch iron crotch yes when yeah like where did the children come into it were they midway through the training i think they were midway through cuz it says he's been practicing for around half a century he's 65 now so he must have started when he was 15 15 15 kicking the shit out of his old balls that had to it had to have started as a dare didn't it Oh, 100%. I'll give you 10 euro if you stand in front of this log while I swing it at you. And and he's fine. Like, he, he says yeah. he's grand. He's but, just grand. I would recommend anyone to watch this video. Because sure. he stands there, he just, like, like tenses up and walks it off. But surely, like, it would at least bruise something. Like, if I got hit in, like, the chest with... with mm. uh, the big log and the metal on the log, that's going to do damage to me, surely, because there's bones and well, muscle and stuff. Interestingly, they also have iron throat, iron head, iron chest, and iron back. Oh, that's the one I have, actually, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now that you mention it. Iron throat! What the fuck? Iron, yeah, that's a fragile area. That's the, that's You're the, standing there. In every other <laughs> style of fighting, that's the place you protect... Yeah, this Kung Fu is like, leave me open. I better be able to take this fucking hit from the log. (laughs) They'll attack my throat, so I'll strengthen that first. (laughs) This one's like, could you not just work on your defense? No, no, no. You fucking fool. The best defense is a good throat. (laughs) I think that's a line from Million Dollar Baby, the movie. (laughs) It's a direct quote, yeah. Direct quote. Um, I'm sorry, can so I just say, of- I was about to say that's a direct quote from John Travolta, but then I realised I was thinking of Look Who's Talking. <laughs> so, the style of Kung Fu practised by those in the village has been a fiercely guarded secret, but concern has grown that fewer and fewer people are taking it up. I wonder and fucking it might why. might not survive. May- should it? Should it survive? Have we gone beyond there the point ones- where we need this there- protection? There were once around 200 people who regularly practiced in the village, said Tang. And now there are just over 20. The number that can practice the iron crotch technique has dropped from around 80 to just 5. And and, and, and somehow it's, we're finding it very difficult to reproduce the genes necessary to perform such a feat. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not really passing it on. It's not hereditary. No, it's not something... You have to learn it, like. You have to put in the effort to learn it. We need to get people from outside our families because we don't have families. Because, look, here in Dick Destroyer Village, 
there's a certain practice that goes on. Iron throat. Have you heard of it? <laughs> like iron chest, I can understand. Iron back, maybe. Iron throat and iron crotch make no sense. Iron head. So in my, in my head, you were just standing there and you're just looking and then your lung just comes across and just smashes you in the side of the fucking face. Have you seen the dude who can hammer nails with his skull? No. Well, look that up on YouTube later. It's fucked. Oh, for God's sake. This fucking hell. <laughs> That's why Wang and his fellow masters started to actively promote their style of kung fu, adopting the swinging lung device in 2016 to demonstrate the iron crotch technique where previously villagers had kicked, punched, or used bricks or sticks on their dicks. <laughs> bricks or sticks on dicks? <laughs> Put that on a shirt and you'll get some people in. So, uh, now, a brick is rough, man. The corner? Ooh. And also a stick. Well... Like, like I feel like you get a good swing with a stick. I mean, uh, yeah, like a big piece of wood. I mean, a big piece of wood, uh, just hitting a piece of wood. You don't want that. Oh, oh, I see what you've done there. Uh, Yeah, their, their efforts have helped them gain several new students in cities across the country who learn using social media... Oh, so they're—I well, suppose they can't be with him to learn. But does that just mean they're worse. all they're doing is sitting at home in their bedroom, punching themselves in the dick? <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing this right? <laughs> hey, what, right? I'll video myself doing it. Then you watch the video. You tell me what I'm doing wrong. I'll do it again. I will just keep doing that until I get it right. And just eventually, I'm gonna just stand in front of like traffic with my crotch out. <laughs> Am I doing this right? Just it proceeds to just beat the shit out of his own dick with a boxing glove on. <laughs> He's got boxing gloves. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is a dying art in China. But I just wanted people to know because maybe the listeners here will want to get involved in that. That I'm raising awareness for something that they're worried is dying out. Um, I look. I for one will not be partaking. In this mm. in, in this martial art, because I am a pacifist, Connor. I've already signed up to six months. All right, six months. Six months. Right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I, I said that it would take about that long before I lost all feeling below my hips. Do you think that's it? That at a certain point you just stop feeling anything down there. I I think I think enough hits with a steel capped piece of wood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're not a doctor but I trust you Connor that one I trust you on <laughs> um, we're finishing off this week in Florida with Florida Man Sean and that is cause Florida Man burglarizes vehicles in Naples orders lift as getaway ride oh okay have we heard this before no we haven't we, we've had a few where they've ordered like um, Ubers or whatever they've, they've just tried to get away it's my favourite is that when you burglarise, try to burglarise a vehicle, you don't get one, then try to use, a, I don't know, a transport app to get away from the crime scene. Yeah, and presumably he just called to the car park that he was in. Am I correct there? Yeah. Yeah. An Orlando man burglarised vehicles in the vineyards in Naples and then ordered a lift as his getaway, detectives say. Markinson Telsnord, 19, was arrested Wednesday and charged with burglary of an unoccupied conveyance, grand theft and petty theft in connection with two early morning vehicle burglaries in the development. Um, deputies responded around 1.30am to the report of car alarms going off in the area. Um, where multiple vehicle burglaries were reported the previous night. They found that two unlocked vehicles had been entered. One on um, Toscana Court, everyone's favourite court, and one on Montellina, Montellina Circle. Everyone's, everyone's favourite, yeah, Montellina. It's a, it's a Midland Circle. Oh, and what's your favourite circle, cards. Connor? Oh, whew, my favourite circle would be um, uh, whew, a sphere. That's not a circle. It's not a circle. It's a look. The earth. The, oh, pretty good. The earth. The earth is my favourite circle. It's also it's a sphere. Oh, it's flat. Okay, flat earth. I forgot, we, I forgot that's the stance we chose to take. That's, that's the stance we took. Um, they, they took. He took cash, credit cards and personal identification cards. Um, Markinson was found walking along the boulevard near the area where the car alarms were going off right beside him. <laughs> He was detained and found to be in possession of the credit cards belonging to one of the car burglary victims. 
when he was detained, or while he was detained, a lift driver arrived to pick him up. So he's getting into the police car and the lift driver pulls up beside him like, sorry, I'm here to collect uh, Markinson. Is he here? No, what? it's all right. Oh, man, oh. I found another lift. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I found a lift home anyway. My dad's a policeman. Um, Detective said Markinson had used his cell phone in order to, to, to order a trip on the ride-sharing app using a credit card belonging to one of the other victims. Oh, that's the victim fucking, told them, That's bad form. <laughs> the victim told them that she had just checked her credit card account and insured a $5 cancellation fee from Lyft. <laughs> and will she get that back? I can only assume yes. Okay, good. Because that $5, that's, that, that could make the difference, do you know? Markinson remains in custody at the county jail, but Sean, is this just very poor planning on his part? Yeah, either get, either have a getaway driver or just, like, walk away. Run. Run. Leave the area once the car alarms continue to go off. It was like he had the car alarms going off and then thought, I'll stand here to make me look innocent. Yeah, when really what you should do is you should, like, you should look around like you're looking for someone and be like, all <laughs> oh, these car alarms are going off, man. What do we do? <laughs> the, wait. When the police turn up, you you look at them like, he's gone that way. I don't know where the fuck he's gone. I seen him running down that way. I went to chase him. I couldn't catch him. It, that That is how it works in like movies and TV. That police just take the first person they find at a crime scene at their word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went that way. Thank you very kindly, good citizen. <laughs> You've done me a service today. <laughs> <laughs> but I think these are police in Florida though, so they're immediately like the guy who's beside the crime is probably the guy who committed the crime it's, easy, it's simultaneously the easiest and hardest place to be like a detective <laughs> <laughs> so Sean I think that is actually it for this week's weird news what a week of weird news sorry again if it got too raunchy for you guys it was it put your Walkman in your area of worship and it will be fine that's true. Get a get a pencil, wind the ribbon back into the cassette, and then just pop that <laughs> pop that into your eight track, and off you go. Did you ever have a Walkman? Yeah, I did. I had a couple of Walkmans, man. I had a couple. Jeez, the affluent the, south. They were all, Where he is? I'm forty five minutes south of you. <laughs> Uh, no, just, I mean, lots of money in the Mead household. <laughs> Look, we don't like to brag. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> we don't like to brag. We had three Walkmen. No, I had two Walkmans. One was a, a cassette one, and the other was a, a CD one. And I loved them both to death. Um, but also, I had those weird headphones that were just like foam at the end. And no, like the ones that you get on airplanes. Yeah, and they were awful. Yeah. They were so bad. No, you don't want them. Don't want them. So, Sean, do you want to take us out? Yes, thank you. I also had a CD that I made called Really Good Rap. There's another one for you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to listen to that CD. I would dig that out somewhere. We're going to do a somewhere. Patreon thing. A Patreon thing where we're going to listen to that. I'm going to rate the songs. Oh, they're not good. They're really not good. Um, but... <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesday. Big thank you goes out to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast. Uh, big thanks goes out to Waffles Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, Ryan Evanson, Sean Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Green, Anna Helmroos and Richard McGrew. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support. We hope you're enjoying everything that the Patreon has to offer. There will be a new uh, Lazarus Pit episode going up very soon. It's our Christmas special and we will be watching the classic tale of Jingle All The Way. <laughs> Jingle all the way. It's a good one. It's it's one of the best. I'd say. I'd say it's better than Citizen Kane. Personally, <laughs> I think it's Citizen Kane is based off it. Is it? Oh, Arnold is Orson Welles. I see it now. Yeah. Um, you don't uh, really know us until you. It's said. Oh, I see. I see. Um, so. As Connor mentioned earlier, there is also a merch store. That's also linked below. You can get really cool t-shirts, hoodies, hats for the winter season. Uh, just to keep those beautiful heads of yours warm. We're also on all the social medias. Twitter, Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook, Heroes for Hire Podcast. Instagram, Heroes for Hire Podcast. Or you can email any questions or queries to heroesforhire underscore at outlook.com. But for now, Connor is going to tell you about his favourite 1970s German tank. 
Um, it would be a Panzer. Oh, fuck, you actually knew. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh, it's it's come back to haunt. Oh no, I've been had. <laughs> now who looks like a fool? <laughs> you made me look like a fool in front of the listeners, Connor. <laughs> Do you know what happens? You know when you have a piece of information in your brain and you know you've no idea how it got there. But for some reason I know that's a I know that's a tank. Do you know why you know that? It's because why? it's in the Santa Claus. <laughs> it is! I think that might be it. <laughs> I watched that movie last week. <laughs> Santa's driving a panzer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we may talk to you next week, guys. I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Bean. We'll see you then. Bye bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.